One, two, one, two. Now here we go. You know what time it is? Welcome to another episode of the Frankie Lee Podcast. Our mission to empower others to break patterns, flip perspectives, so that together we have clarity, direction, and success way beyond what we ever previously thought possible. Here's your host, Frankie Lee. Welcome back to the Frankie Lee Podcast. Today, guys, it's a guest that you asked for. And again, I've delivered on this right. This man has, his business has sold over $1 billion worth of real estate in Australia. Uh, his development company is on track to do over $100 million in developments. There's so much more to this introduction than I can even put into, into words. He's a top five agent in Australia as well. Emil Jurassic, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, man. <laughs> you make me sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Uh, that's I, funny. I, I'm just hyped. I'm just hyped to have you here, mate. I'm hyped thank to you. have you here. Like, thank you so much for, for, for taking the time out to do this. I'll, I'll send you the bill later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, he's already, he's already told me he's hitting me with an invoice. Like, there you go. <laughs> so, uh, I charge like lawyers, you know, every time you call a lawyer and, you know, day later get a invoice for three minutes conversation. Yeah. So, so, and so, it just so happens. So keep this short. <laughs> and it just so happens you've got a law firm as well so I, yeah. I, there's no there's no doubt i'm getting billed i think the best place for us to start with you obviously look there's such, there's there's many businesses we're going to talk about throughout this podcast there's yep. many there's many things you're developing there's, there's so much things you're selling but I, I want people to really understand the the whole journey of ml like from from coming from croatia because i don't think a lot of people will fully understand that you came here as a refugee yes when i was 16 years old Absolutely nothing. Came here with my mom, dad, and my brother. So four of us came here literally with zero, zero, zero money. And um, um, when we came here, we came to a suburb called Marsden, which is a place in Brisbane. Yeah. Um, um, it wasn't. Um, uh, it didn't have a good reputation long time ago. Um, uh, and um, and we moved into house commission. And that's um and house commission was about um eighty square meters. That was the size of the house that we moved into. Um we couldn't speak any English. Um uh, and the whole journey really started from there. Give me give me a bit of an understanding, like what it's what it's like because at sixteen years old, you you obviously, you obviously know what's going on in life. So what's it like moving from like is, was it a war? Was it properly? Yes, water? I grew up. I grew up. I grew up in a war. I spent four years basically without electricity, without clean water. Um, um, you know, and a lot of family members, um, uh, um, you know, didn't survive in a war, and um, and coming to beautiful country like Australia as much as we were poor when we came here as much as we couldn't speak English we were just happy because we were in a safe place so that to us was great start so we are safe place we can't get killed there's no bombs flying so let's build a future um, um, from there and look you know um I wouldn't change my past prior to 16 years because coming to Australia, I had a hungry stomach and life that I wanted to build and I had nothing to lose because everything everything that we have, we have already lost. So when yeah. you're starting from the bottom, there's fucking whole future to look after. I was, try- I was trying to explain this to, to an Australian that asked me the other day. It's like, they said to me about, oh, Frankie, how did you end up here? And I was saying to him, like, I came here with a bag of clothes and $6,000, right, Emil? And, and when you, and when you come here with fuck all, 
it, the only way is to go north. You can't really, you can't really, you can't really go minus fuck all. <laughs> like, you, yeah. know, you know what I mean? So, like, to, to come in, to come in from a war torn, literally, like, it's a physical war torn country, literally, and then and then come in. What what at sixteen? With not from what I know about Croatian families here that that I've met here. Like the children, like obviously you're still class as a child. Then at sixteen, they 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 go out working, don't they as well? Straight away. What was your, what was your first job in Australia? Construction. Well, to be honest, when I was sixteen years old, I I was um, I went to grade ten, eleven, and twelve in Australia. So I went to school during the day, and at night time I would be you know cleaning public toilets so I can earn extra money. I would be delivering flyers. On Saturday and Sunday, I would be working on construction so I can help my dad buy, you know, a family first car, which was Mitsubishi Colt. And we bought it, I think, for $5,000 or $5,500. So everything that I was earning, I was just helping families so we can get enough feet, so we can buy furniture and we can buy food and and, um, we can buy clothes, you know, because we had absolutely nothing. And then I finished, I barely finished grade 12. and um, uh, I was always entrepreneurial since I was, you know, four years old. Um, and I knew that I never wanted to work for somebody. I wanted to be in control of my own future. Even I knew that that could be dangerous because obviously <laughs> when you don't have somebody that can pass your business knowledge, there's a good chance that you're going to end up having a lot of hiccups on your, on your journey because you don't have anybody that can pull you back up and saying, you know, don't do this or don't do that because they made those mistakes. I had to climb it's like cl- climbing blind, isn't it? Ah, look, absolutely. But you got nothing to lose. I mean, anybody that's 16 years old or 18 years old that want to start with anything, what do you got to lose? You have one life. You're going to die one day, maybe when you're 25, maybe when you're 45, maybe when you're 70. And time will go fast. I mean, look at your glass. How old are you? 33 years old. I'm 42. Right. So... Half of my cup is gone. I love this. Yeah, that's yeah, my life. Yeah, 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 half yeah. of it gone. Yeah, only got half left. Yeah, so I'm yeah. fucking gonna. I'm gonna be in control of my life in every aspect and not waste it. And I'm gonna give all of me. It's, it's because it, before we know it, your cup. But by, by end of this interview, you're gonna end up finishing the drink, and your cup is gone, just like your fucking life. Yeah, it's powerful, isn't it, when you think about it like that? <laughs> Seriously. It's, it's like... Pe- you got to breathe, yeah, man. you yeah. got to breathe. You know, you can't be wrapped in a fucking, you know, in a... in a. You can't be wrapped in a, in a circle, you know, where time takes control over your life. Yeah. Because today's... Today, day will be gone very fast. What is? What is? What are the things that you notice that in, in other in other people around you that where they get too trapped up... At, too trapped up within is it is it is it women is it drugs is it is it is it trying to buy too many nice things too early what what is what are, what are the key things that you see people get too wrapped up in i uh, look first of all us humans are as stupid as we can be most of us think about this god gave us one life one life and what we don't realize is fucking short we are on this planet just tourists we're here for 70 80 90 years if you're lucky and that's going to go fast. I'm 42 years old now. I got a feeling, man, yesterday I was 18. Now I'm 42. Went so fast. Now, us humans are so stupid that we don't realize, really, most of us don't realize, hey, idiot, you only have one fucking life. Wake the fuck up. But us humans, no. A lot of humans are smoking. Yeah. So 
yeah, I gave you, God gave you one life or whoever gave us one life, let's fuck it up. You know, people use drugs to destroy themselves, which is not healthy. People use alcohol, which is not healthy. You know, people stress, which is not healthy. We do all this shit to cut our life short. Stress can kill you. Alcohol can kill you. Drugs can kill you. Fucking anything, you know, we don't have that balance in our head to say, you know what, I have one life. And we don't have the time to speak to ourselves and say, you know what, I have one life. I'm going to live it on my terms. I'm not going to have a job that I hate. If I don't like it, quit, do something else. But we, we have, you know, we are wrapped in this, in this fucked up um, mentality that we don't give a fuck about our own life. Yeah. So Sorry for swearing on your no, podcast. No, 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 no. Don't, people swear, don't care about their own life, man, because your biggest investment is, your, is you, is your life. So live healthy. Don't eat shit. Don't use drugs. Don't smoke. Even I have a cigarette every now and then. Do, do, you, do you think because it is, because it is so simple... Like, I've never drank, I've never smoked, I've never took drugs, right? So I've never done all three of them. And to me, and the way that I was brought up, and the way and the way that things were instilled in me, it kind of made, because because my dad said to me, like, straight down the line, look, Frankie, you can have alcohol if you want alcohol, but if you, by a certain age, but if you don't ask me, we, me and you are going to have a, me and you're gonna have a problem, and because, and because I was I was able to have wine from since like four or five years old on the table and stuff like that, and it was there if I ever wanted it, just had to ask for it, and it was all controlled. Because of that, I never wanted it. It was never it's never something I wanted, right? But don't do you, don't don't you think because it's so simple that people just get it completely fucked up? Oh, everything is accessible to us. Two of us can go within one minute buy ten cartons of beer. And go blind. Yeah. You know, everything is up to us, the choices we're going to make. And, you know, what I just said before, you know, as humans, we really don't realize we only have one life. If, we, if it was really clear in our heads that we're going to die one day and that could be fucking tomorrow, the bullet that's going to kill you has already been fired. We don't know when yeah. we're going to die. Yeah. So if people can really realize that, then they would, they would, do things differently. Because most people, are, when they are 80 years old, they say, fuck, I wish I have done that. I wish I, I didn't do this job for 40 years. I wish I, I you know, changed this. I wish I changed that. You don't want to be that person that is wishing anything when you age 80. So do something about it now. So whatever is left in your life journey, you leave it on your terms and you keep smiling. Because at the end of the day, that's what true success is, being fucking happy. And don't chase money. So, at what age were you when you when this kind of all hit you? Because this this can't have just hit you at sixteen years old. This is something obviously that hit you a little bit later down the track. Correct, correct. So, look, even when I was man, even when I was ten years old, I always knew that I was bored. I was sent on this planet to make difference, and and I believe that since I was very young, that I wanted to make difference in this world. I wanted to make it a better place, but. I think all that you get, more you realize, shit, I am only living one life. So I think maybe, you know, in my early 30s, I started waking up. Maybe, maybe even, you know, till a few years ago, I really woke up to, to, to reality and I decided that 
I want to smell the roses and do things differently. What I mean by that yeah. when it hit me, hit me a few years ago because I'm a fucking person that is just go, go, go hard, go hard, go hard, just fucking go hard. What I called a heart attack race to success. Just yeah. go hard. Now I just keep things simple. Keep things simple. You asked me, let's do podcasts. I said, okay, when Friday, done, see you there. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Let's just, we all over complicate things. And now I just keep things simple, minimize it, do things that are in my control. What's not in my control, I understand it. Um, uh, don't beat myself up. Don't stress. What's the so, point? So you took a, what you took away there is you took away the self-judgment. Oh, it's, it's not, it's, it's sometimes I feel like in life we just are like fucking race horses, just blinkers. We're just looking straight ahead and, and we just run. We just sprint. We run. We don't have, you know, time to breathe and say, you know what? Let's just relax a little bit. Not relax where you don't, you know, go hard with whatever you're doing, but just take a breath and, and, and not, Push your, not force yourself to live. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, I agree with you. There's been many times in life where I've tried to force things to happen, yeah. and the reason, what was the point? and the reason why things didn't happen for me, and the reason why my my life felt like an uphill battle at these times is because I'm trying to force things that aren't natural to me. Like there's there's certain there's certain things that that you've lent into that are work, that are working for you, and there's certain things that I'm leaning into now that are working for me, and we're getting exponential growth in those areas. And the reason is because we're meant to do those things. There's certain things that people lean into, oh, absolutely that that, that 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 they just lean into because society's narrative tells them that that's what they should do, rather than it's what they should do. Well, most people are living their lives for everybody else by themselves. Yeah, think about Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. People on Instagram want to show people what they want to fucking see. You know, um, uh, people almost care more what other people think of themselves than what they think of themselves. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, hundred percent. I don't give a flying fuck what everybody thinks about me. I'm gonna be true to myself, and I want to care about what I feel about me, not what ten other people are gonna say or think or whatever. That's their problem. Yeah, I mean, before this podcast, we were sat down and we were talking about. I, I noticed. I said. To, I said to you on Instagram. I'd noticed you'd gone and bought a Lambo the other day. Yes. And and I said to you, Ah, oh, you gone and bought a Lambo the other day. And that's cool. Like, you know, he, he go. He went. Nah, I bought two. I went. What? He goes. I bought. I bought two Lambos. And he goes. But do you know the one thing that people don't realize, Frankie? And I went. What's that? He goes. But I bought sixteen point two million dollars worth of real estate this last twelve months as well. So he said, so, 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 so I was like, okay, now I get it. Now I get it. Uh, that's that's the thing. Look, you know, people judge you based on what car you buy. I know so many young business people. They make five hundred thousand dollars, and first five hundred thousand dollars they have, they buy a Lamborghini or Ferrari. Yeah, dumb fucking move. And but they do it because they care about the image, what people gonna think yeah. about them, and they think that everybody else gonna think they're successful because they have a half a million dollar Lamborghini, and don't have anything else. You know, yeah, fuck all. I bought a Lamborghini. Who gives a shit? I spent over sixteen million dollars buying real estate in the last ten months. I settled sixteen point four million exactly. And that's a that's a lot of real estate. Now, that's a lot of fucking Lambos. But people will, oh, my God, Emil, you bought a Lamborghini. You know, you're successful. It's like, no, no, no. You know, success, what is success? 
Success is success is different for every human. <laughs> Fucking earth it is. My I am the most successful person in the world. I'm I'm the richest man in the world because I'm happy as fuck. I am a happy man. I'm happy. I live life on my terms. I run business that I love. I own my own office when I walk into it. I have amazing people that I want to see every day. I have a decade-free policy in my life. If you decade, you can fuck off from my life in every aspect. <laughs> and that's it, man. I'm happy. So I am super successful. Yeah. So I don't, you know, you can't judge somebody because they're worth million or hundred million or, or $200,000. And that's, that goes back to that um, uh, discussion that we just said before that a lot of people live life for others. They want other people to, to you know, see them drive Lamborghini and, and this and that, you know, and, and, you know, they want other people to think they're successful. Even Lamborghini is the only fucking thing they have. You know, they're probably renting somewhere. Who gives a fuck? You just be happy. Do whatever you want to do on your terms and... If it makes you happy to drive a Toyota Corolla, which was my first car, bought it for $6,000. If it makes you happy to drive that for the rest of your life, fucking do it. Don't do anything I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But if people want to be successful, is it nice to have Lamborghinis or Ferrari? Fuck, I love it. I love smashing the fuck out of my Ferrari on a racetrack. <laughs> feeling you get out of it. Oh, great. Amazing. But... You know, um, uh, you, you do what makes you happy, you know. Um, and I do love telling people for different reasons. You know, a lot of kids these days, um, uh, you know, they, they get excited when they see somebody drive a Ferrari or Lamborghini. And I post it on my social media, not so I can brag about it because, you know, uh, I'm okay in my life now. Um I did because I want to show these young kids it's fucking possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was 16 years old. I was 16 years old. Refugee. Started with nothing. I did not have parents to give me 100 grand or million dollars. And these days there's a lot of, a lot of business people that are second generation into money, which is so much fucking easier to start. I want to show all the poor fuckers out there that are hustling, that that are getting paid fuck all on their first job, that can barely save any money. I want to show them it's fucking possible because I have done it. I went and I started climbing the wall and I failed many times. I kept getting back up again. And now, yeah, I did go and, and, and spend $1.2 million on a single fucking car. And I do live in an amazing fucking home. I have properties all over fucking place. I have a great business. Phenomenal. Feels great. But the journey is what felt better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fulfillment so, from what A lot you're of doing. people, you know, and that's one thing, that, you know, if I show stuff on social media, I want to show all these young kids it's fucking possible to get there. If that is what you want. It's possible. It's fucking possible. But what a lot of these kids don't realize... They are dreaming one day, oh, I can't wait till I have a Lamborghini or Ferrari. I, I cannot wait till I have that one day. I cannot wait. And they live for that moment so one day they can drive it. But what they forget, they forget to focus on the journey between them driving a fucking bicycle or riding a bicycle not having any money and one day being able to afford you know, luxury homes or supercars or whatever the fuck they want to buy, they forget to enjoy the journey. Enjoy the hustle, man. Enjoy the hustle of the building. Enjoy the hustle of having one job and then getting a second job and getting the third job 
and saving a little bit more because you're working fucking 18 hours a week, three jobs. Enjoy the hassle of starting a first business from the money that you just saved, having three fucking jobs. You know, enjoy the hassle of doing your first fucking sale in your business that you have. Enjoy that fucking hustle. Enjoy yeah. the hustle. And then enjoy the hustle. Enjoy making your first $100,000 in a business. Enjoy it. Fuck. Next year, you lost it all because you used that money to put it to something else and you, you fucked it up. Even enjoy recovery and building something else. Yeah, enjoy yeah, 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 the journey, yeah, yeah. man. Because what the fuck is the point being 20 years old, dreaming of all this shit, and and next thing is you're 42, and you have all of these things, and you don't know where your 20 years went. Yeah. So what what do you think then? Obviously, a lot of people that listen to this podcast want to change their fucking life. Want that the, 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 the motto of the podcast is break patterns, flip perspectives, whatever that is to you, and, and, and attain whatever success is to you, right? A lot of the people that listen want, want to obviously do that in their business, want to generate more money, more revenue. There's obviously, obviously we're talking about you now where you've gone from refugee to this, to, to selling $1.2 billion worth of real estate a year. And we're going to talk about the other businesses as well. But one, what, what do you think is the key thing that people need to get in, to get in position first? Because I remember reading Warren Buffett and, and all that stuff. And he says, once you've got your first hundred grand, once you've got your first hundred grand, you can you can not take your foot off the gas, but you can kind of start to make a little bit more educated moves. But it's but until you get that first hundred grand in the bank cash, you got to just hustle, 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 hustle to put it away. What's kind of what's kind of your first move from your from your point of view? Uh, look, hundred grand in in a big picture is not a lot of money. Um, it sounds like a lot of money when somebody doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars. But I think the biggest thing that young generation need to get before they get 100,000 is a work ethic. Yeah, I like that. Fuck 100 grand. Kids these days, no offense to anybody that's listening to this, they want to have everything today. You know, I was speaking to one of my employees the other day. He said, I've worked so fucking hard for the last four months. I need now a month holiday. I said, you crazy motherfucker. I've been working for 20 fucking four years like a donkey. And I'm still fucking hungry and motivated. People need, is anybody, you know, a lot of kids that are 18 years old, um, uh, they, they text me, you know, what, what, do I, what advice do you have to give me for me to be successful? Well, First of all, I say when you're 16, 17, or 18, and you don't want to go to school, you know, for whatever reason, um, and you want to create your own journey, it's not a bad thing actually finding your job, finding a job and working ass off. Try to work seven days a week, 10 hours every day. Try to do that for two years, and if you can last. If you do, well, you have fucking learned the discipline of hard work. Yeah. Which is very, very, very phenomenal. You know, my right hand man in my business, Nan, he spent six, seven years in the army and then he's been with me now for over four years. He's the, as good as you can get. Why? Because he's got discipline. Yeah. You have to wake up every morning, five o'clock, eat at this time, go to bed at that time, you know, run every day. So, discipline of and structure. So, anybody that's 18 years old, if they want to get a job, don't see it as your final destination and be wrapped in the circle of work for somebody all your life, but just get used to fucking hard work, man. Simple as that. If you want to start your own business at age 18, well, fuck, you know, work seven days a week till something comes out of it. So first thing that I always say that young kids these days, they just need to learn the fucking art, art of work ethic. 
Once they master that, everything else will be fucking irrelevant. The next thing they need to do, they need to, which is fucking massive thing that is stopping many people to go so far. We're all talented, man. You are talent in something. I'm talent in something. Definitely not fucking talent in golf. I really suck there. Um, um, <laughs> but we're all talented in something, right? Yeah. And, you know, it's easy to discover what that is. But the biggest problem is, second thing I would recommend to anybody that's 20 years old, get rid of fear, man. Grab that fear from your chest and just throw it out of your fucking balcony if you live on whatever floor you're on, 40, 39. 39. Just get rid of the fucking fear. Yeah. What's, what's stopping you to do Conquer the World today? Oh, you know, I can't do it. I'm scared. I'm going to lose. You know, I'm going to get hurt. I might. Who gives a fuck? You lose. Start up again. You fail. I failed. So what? One of the most important things I want to add to what you just said is that when you listen to Emil say, say that about, you know, about uh, all that good information there that you've just put out, the most important thing is some people will, will, will have this excuse mentality where they'll say, oh, but I'm in the wrong location. Move fucking location. The biggest thing that you can do is stopping you. The biggest, well, me and you are both products of changing our environment massively. We've changed fucking countries because you wouldn't have had the success in in Croatia. You might have had the right mindset, but if you weren't equipped with the right tools and the right opportunities, you perhaps wouldn't have had the. And you know what? Interesting thing you said there. There are opportunities everywhere, man. Every day I talk to people. And people are full of excuses. Yeah, I didn't do it well this month. I said, "Fuck excuses." Tell me, tell me, tell me another excuse. There are people that create something out of nothing. Now, maybe if I stayed in Croatia, would I be where I am today? Maybe I would be fucking further. Who? What say? Who knows? Yeah, who yeah. Knows? you're right. Think you're about right, this. Right. Think about this. There is, a, there is Croatia's got just over four million people. Yeah, country is only thirty years old. Corrupted as fuck. Used to be corrupted and probably now a little bit less corrupted, but 30 years old country in the middle of the... 30 years old nation in the middle of Europe. Now, there is a car manufacturer called Rimac. Google him. Mate Rimac. Mate Rimac. I hope you know him so I can get him on the podcast. <laughs> uh, it'll be harder to get him on podcast than me. He created this car. He started the car 10 years ago. He started an electric car like Tesla. So 10 years ago, he liked racing and, he, and um, he, he wanted to make his shitty fucking $200 BMW fast. Yep. So what he did, he put, you know, the guy was really innovative and created this electric motor that he put in this shitty BMW and he started winning all these races, right? And then, you know, he decided to build his own electric car. And he did eight, nine years ago. He, he got some investors, you know, um, uh, who put money in and he created this car and cars started getting traction. Just to fast forward, 10 years later, his company is worth about $20 billion in Croatia. To find it, the funny thing is right now, Lamborghini, Porsche, any um, VW cars, um, Hyundai, all of the new electric cars that are coming all over the world are using his technology. Yeah. To the point, if you Google Remac, Remac is also a new CEO. He just bought a Bugatti. He bought a Bugatti. His company owns half of fucking Bugatti now. Uh, he's 33 years old from a war-torn country. 
average fucking wage is six, seven hundred dollars a month. Guy is worth probably ten billion euros himself. His company is going to go public this year, and when he fucking does, I'm putting money into it. Um, uh, but the point is, you know, he had chance to have excuses in life and say, "Fuck, it's hard where I'm from." Guy said, "Fuck it, you know what stops me?" You know, everything is on your phone. You have access to buy shit in America, China, and everywhere else within two seconds. And you can sell it whatever the fuck you are, right? Yeah. Um, so he said, you know, and, and he created now the fastest car in the world. So if you Google Remac, um, he's got the fastest car in the world right now. So he's got his own supercars. It costs about two and a half million or three million US dollars. And he only produces about 150 a year. Um, but that's just small business. The bigger business is he makes electric motors. So... Porsche bought shares in his company three years ago. Hyundai bought shares in his company three years ago. And um, and now his company purchased a Bugatti and he's also a new CEO of Bugatti. So it's what a story from, from a war-torn country. So, yeah, so, so is it possible? Yeah, 100% it's, it's possible. Anybody yeah. that is sitting in their shithole in their fucking shittiest rental fucking house in the middle of fucking Woodridge, which is rougher suburb in Brisbane, no offense there, just a little bit um, uh, tougher there, I guess. You know, is it possible? It's fucking possible. Yeah. Get out there, learn some fucking basics, basic hard work, which will give you fucking good discipline to go further in life. And whatever business you think you might love and you want to start, start. You don't have much money, well, start fucking small. Hustle, grind till you build it bigger. You fail, fucking start again. You learn something first time, you know, so you can do it better second time. So what? What What was your best failure? Best failure that's given you the biggest learnings in life? Uh, best failure. I I lost million. I lost everything at age thirty. I came to Australia when I was sixteen and worked so fucking hard from age sixteen to age thirty, and um, and I was financially burned by other people. Um, uh, badly that I lost everything age 30. That was 12 years ago. Everything. Put, um, it, put it into context what everything was to you then. A lot more money than most people will ever learn. You know, put it this way. Um, uh, when I was uh, 23 years old, I lived in a fucking massive penthouse. When I was 25 years old, I had every car I can imagine. So I, was, I, I had a lot. I had, it's in Are we talking eight figures? Uh, it's, it's um, uh, yes, we're talking eight figures. I lost a lot. Um, and what I have learned, when I lost everything that I built over 12 years from age 18 to age 30, so I didn't build business overnight and then lost it the next day. So I lost it over hard fucking work in 12 years and that was losing it in property development and construction. Biggest thing that I learned when I lost everything, that I'm responsible for fucking everything. I love, yeah, fucking When I right, lost man. everything at age 30, everything, yeah. Yeah. When I lost everything at age thirty, I used to blame everybody. This guy fucked me for money. 100%. He you know, he screwed me, that person screwed me. The day that I realized everything that happened to me is my fault is the day that I started moving forward. And 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 fucking and, and so powerful. And I looked at myself in a mirror because a lot of time when we look at ourselves in a mirror we see everything else but the fucking shit that we're looking at it, which is us. Right? And with me, I used to blame everybody. You know, if somebody fucked me, it's my fault. I let them fuck me, right? Yeah. If you yep. screw me, is it my fault or your fault? It's my fault. 100%. I wasn't. You were more capable than me. I wasn't capable enough to stop you, right? So the day that I realized I'm everything, it's my fault. 
I'm responsible for my own actions. It frees you. Then you fucking start conquering conquering the world. 100%. I fully fucking resonate with you for the sheer reason the day that changed my life was the day that I took ownership of everything in my life and and everything that happened to me, both the positives, the negatives, and everything in between. Because as soon as you fucking take responsibility for yourself, you can you can be free, and that's and that's what most people are doing. Everyone's everyone's like you say, blaming other people, blaming situations, blaming where they live, blaming other situations, and all that stuff. And you can't do. You that. are responsible for your life, buddy. You make success. You did it. You fuck it up. Look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Own it. Get up, and keep going again, and never give up. By the way, you know my company uh, is called NGU. And it stands for never give up. Yeah, yeah, I saw that on the website. Yeah, um, uh, but in, look, you know, it life is fucking simple, man. Just it, we all overcomplicate things. Fuck, it's simple. You want to do something, do it. You want to be successful, what's stopping you? You want to be worth hundred million dollars, what's stopping you? What the fuck is stopping you? Ah, uh, you know, I don't have rich parents. Who gives a fuck? I didn't have them either. You know. I don't have education. Great, me either. What else? We can give ourselves 100 excuses. You can give yourself 100 excuses why your podcast can't be number one in the world. Yeah, I could do. But I, I, I wouldn't ever do that. Do you know what I mean? So because, every, because, we all live, the, people live in excuses. Everything is possible. We just gotta get, we just got to get out there and fucking do it. The reason why this podcast will fucking be massively successful in this country and others all around the world, and the reason why it's growing at the rate it's growing, is because I fucking love it. And every and every and I love every rep that I do. So this conversation that I'm fully present in with you now, I love this conversation and I love uh, I love every conversation because every conversation is authentic to me. Like I wouldn't have anyone on the podcast that I didn't think one could add a massive amount of value to, to other people's lives and, and 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 two uh, that that I fucking want to have a conversation with. And when you when you and, and when you live and lean into that authenticity of what you want f- for you because you want to have the conversation, yeah. other people will fucking get it, won't they? Uh, look, to be honest, um, um. Uh, I, I can tell you why your podcast will be fucking huge and it's getting there. You are you. You don't pretend to be somebody else. Other yeah. day, I'm watching your Instagram. You're avenging somebody invited you to a fucking <laughs> opening of a hair fucking salon. I was like, what the fuck? Guy doesn't have a fucking two hairs on his head. And what, what are you going to do, man? Put yeah. a big on? You know yeah, what I mean? yeah. yeah. You're you, man, and you, you you take life seriously, but you don't because yeah. you live it on your fucking terms. I, I and that's why it would do well because you are you, yeah, and and you're fucking hundred percent authentic. You're different. You're not like me. I'm not like you. We're not like yeah somebody else. And um and it's it's simple, man. It's just gotta be yourself. Just get out there. I I, I appreciate that because some some people in business that are that are doing. Better than better than me in terms of like monetary value or whatever, whatever, however you wanted to define better. But some people are like Frankie, you know, you can't really post it on Instagram. I'm like, bruv, this is me. I say the word bruv. I I speak like this. You've got an accent. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, you, so, I'm not. So, I'm, so I'm, what? Who gives a fuck? Yeah, so <laughs> exactly. Who gives a fuck? Like, like you you swear. I swear. Well, you've sworn, and you've got you, you, you've done you've done fucking billions of dollars. So 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 it's showing me that I can swear, right? Look, like, the, the thing I mean? is. With me, I will not live my life 
others in a way that exactly. okay, I'm not going to say fuck because somebody's going to judge me. Exactly. Uh, judge me, your problem. Yeah, that yeah because because all all judgments that you that you place on people is a reflection of how you feel internally. A hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, uh, look, you know, I tell you something that you just said before. In business, sometimes we all need a break. Yeah, you know, and some people like guy who started fucking KFC. If yeah. somebody was judging him, how well he's doing when he was 45, they would think, oh, this guy hasn't done well. Yeah. He became a billionaire when he was fucking 70. Yeah. yeah. You know, we all waiting for a fucking break. And that break could be around the corner for anybody that is doing anything. I mean, you can start manufacturing fucking, you know, little special screws and you're only doing 500 a month and making $20 um, a month, which is can't even pay for the sandwich that you need to eat every day. And all it takes for somebody to discover, somebody to discover that your screw is so special and they give you an order of 10 million of them and you're fucking flying. Yeah. But you got to get yourself out there so people can actually see. This This, this is what happens. Like You see it all the time with, with podcasts that last the test of time. There will be a pivotal point where Joe Rogan's podcast popped. There will be a pivotal point. 100%. There will be a pivotal point where Tim Ferriss popped. Hundred percent. There will be a pivotal point where this will this will this will go, do millions of downloads in, in, in what in what someone on the outside seems as a short amount of time. What they don't understand is the amount of reps that go in. Oh, and right. as long as you, as long just, as you, the Rogan, just Rogan, you know, what people don't realize is probably done million different podcast yeah with two views on it yeah. before yeah. something clicked yeah, yeah you yeah, know yeah. people yeah. only see like people when they look at me they see oh my god look at this nice home that he's living in look at the nice car that he drives what they don't realize how much shit i was eating over the last 20 fucking years yeah they don't realize that i used to fucking sleep in the office they don't realize that office was my home i had a fucking beanbag in my office for many for for a very long time that was my that was my home people don't fucking realize that people don't realize people don't realize that when i was 20 fucking roof tile hit me on the head and i had 40 fucking stitches almost died i was in a coma people don't realize all the fucking hard work you've been through people don't realize how many times you fail and got up you know people don't realize how hard it's to to be starting business and 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 not being able to fucking you know pay yourself because you got to pay the rent you got to pay the staff and maybe there's 2 dollars left for you and and you know people don't realize how hard it is to to make mistakes and get up you know people just the journey fuck that's the fucking hustle people don't realize all that yeah so just rogan and and you know and anybody that does podcasts people just think oh my god look at him you know he's, he's number one in the world he wasn't born as a number fucking one i can tell you yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. he started a podcast that he did it with mate of his called george who lives the fucking house three houses away from him and his first podcast probably had Six views, which was probably six of his cousins that fucking listened to it, and that's how it started. Yeah, and we, and we and everyone like I started, I started. I think my first my first podcast at the time did about fucking ten downloads at the time. You know what I mean? Let's see if you like, can break some records with, yeah, the, with this yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like everyone, everyone has to start somewhere. I suppose. I suppose the 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 the. the, the, the 
and, and I think what you've said there is so powerful for people to really lean into. Like, you've got to fucking really lean into exactly what Emil said there because it's so powerful. The fact that there's nothing physically stopping you from doing anything that you want to do. It's only the limiting beliefs in your head. But in regards to, in regards to you, when you started to, before, before, obviously, we'll talk, we've obviously discussed that you'd collapsed at 30 and had to start again. Yes. But, in order to get your trajectory into making all that money before you were thirty, what was the what was the what was the business? Obviously, was it real estate that really cap, captivated no, no. you? I started when my I started in construction. So when I was eighteen, I finished grade twelve. So you know, between age sixteen and eighteen, I was just doing jobs after work so I can help my mom and dad and my brother. Age 30, age I'm 18, mom and dad, they were telling me, son, you know, you need to go to school so you can get a good education. And I was like, fuck, I never liked school because I was always entrepreneurial and I knew that I don't want to be like my dad, even I have the most amazing dad, but my dad, all his life, he had a boss. Yeah. He had a boss where he had to be there at 9 o'clock, finish at 5. You know, a certain amount of sick day you can take a year. You can do what somebody else tells you to do. I wanted to live life on my terms. But mom and dad were really pushing me to go to school. And I said, okay, fuck it. I'm going to start business management. I'm going to study business management. I couldn't go to university because my grades were so shit. So I had to go to college, TAFE, for two years. So I went. I started TAFE, college. I was there for seven days. I went to my teacher. And I said to him, I have to leave. I have to quit. And he said, why? He said, how is it that somebody like yourself, with all due respect, who's on $50,000 a year, who never ran business on his own, is teaching me about business? Now, you can only tell me how good your water is if you fucking tasted it yourself. Otherwise, you're talking shit, buddy. So I had a teacher who was teaching me about the business and he never ran business himself. So fuck that. Seven days later... I said, I'm quitting and I'm going to start my own fucking journey. So being um, 18, and by the way, that teacher told me that, you know what, if you don't finish school, you will never be anything. I went and saw him eight years later, eight years later with a brand new Ferrari and he was still driving the same car. That was funny. Um, um, and he said, you will never be anything. And I said, that's okay. You know, school is not for me. Um, and what was not for me because I felt that, you know, I, I'm going to university or, or, or college. This guy's trying to teach me about business management and never ran business on his own. Just made no fucking sense. He never felt cash flow in his own fucking on yeah. his own back. So age 18, my heart was size of Mount Everest. I knew that I want to be successful. I knew I want to fucking conquer the world. But the reality is my knowledge is so fucking little. What the yeah. fuck do you know when, when you're age 18, you know? So I thought, okay. I'm not educated when it comes to becoming a doctor so I can start earning good money or better money or whatever. What is the industry I can get into that can give me good money? And I thought construction. And then I, I realized I was smart enough to figure out what trade in construction I can learn fast, that can work for myself that rewards me the maximum money. And that was plastering, putting cornices up. I learned the trade in seven days, and seven days later, I set up my own little business. You learned the trade in seven days? It, it, <coughs> yeah, well, I didn't master it. I learned basics yeah. enough, and construction industry was crazy busy like it is today. I learned enough that I can do, and I can work on myself. And, and plastering, 
Um, uh, it's probably one of the easiest trades to fucking learn. It's not like carpentry or or plumbing or electrical. We actually where I start, five years, which know? is where I started carpentry. Yeah, 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 it'll take longer. You know, you can learn a lot um, or basics at least in plastering within a week or two. And anyway, two weeks later, a week later, I started working seven days a week. I fucking had l- lights on my ute on all the time because when I was going to work in the morning, it was dark. When I was coming back home, it was dark. I started working seven days a week. When I was 18, I saved enough money to buy one block of land for $73,000 and I built one little house for $101,000. So my cost was about 175. Six months later, I sold it for 295. I made about $110,000. Fuck, I thought I was rich. What 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 who who got you interested in buying pieces of land? Where where was that switch in your mind? Straight away because I knew that, you know, I want to be business person one, one day. I want to run my own business and being in construction, working for other people on houses, I can see what developers were doing. And I thought if this developer is building you know, 100 house and land packages, I can't start with 100, but I'm just going to follow people like him um, uh, and see you know, what they do, and I'm just going to do it on a smaller scale. So there was a builder, developer, he, his name was, um, there's a two developers, one, is, one company is called Ozbuild. Yep. Um, uh, I started work for them, which is funny. I started working physically for them when I was 18 years old, and the guys, those guys, they build, you know, 1,500 homes a year. They're a development yeah. company, massive development company. And, um, and the funny thing is, you know, 25 years later, I'm actually good friends with those owners. Um, uh, and my company now does business with their company, and I used to be just their tradie. Um, uh, but when I was, you know, I, I would just watch them. You know, I would, I would do physical work for them and they would, these guys would build fucking few hundred homes a year and I thought, well, I'm just going to um, do what they do. I would buy a block of land for, you know, bought a block of land for 73000 while I'm still working seven days physical fucking work. Yeah. I built a house for 101 and six months later I sold it for 295 and I did a lot of work myself. I did painting myself, landscaping myself, fencing, whatever the fuck I could do to save money. And then that first home, and which, which was very little project. And I keep telling everybody, if you want to start in property develop, development, start small because your fuck-ups, your mistakes will be small too. You know, um, there's a saying, higher you fly, bigger the fucking fall is. Yeah, if yeah, you yeah. fall from one meter on ground, you're not <coughs> going to break your leg. 100%. Man. Fall from 20 meters, you break your fucking neck. Um, um, and then, you know, I'm still working seven days a week after I sold that house. Then I bought another two blocks for 150000 each. Literally straight after? Straight after. Hundred and fifty thousand each and I spent two hundred grand on building each home. Cost was about three fifty and then I sold it for you know each home I sold it for six hundred thousand. When I was twenty twenty years old I built four. When I was twenty when I was twenty one, um uh, put it this way, by age twenty four I built forty homes. You know, age twenty four I built forty homes. And I had a simple strategy. I will find land I would build something and when it's finished I would get real estate agents to sell it. Till age 27, I was doing that. And I made fortune, millions I made by age 27 because I had a simple strategy that works. I started with one house, then built two, then built four, then built six, then built eight, then built 10, then built 20, then built whatever. So I was doing extremely well. By age 27, I built about you know 100 homes. And I was only working for myself in a way that I was only developing my own products. By age 27, a lot of people started asking me, 
hey, Mil, can you build a house for us? And then I guess I got greedier that I wanted to expand my business and I started building for other people. Now, when it comes to building homes for other people, you have to do something, then you send them an invoice. You know, your carpentry. Yeah, you got to yeah, build yeah. a frame, then you send somebody an invoice. Yep. Same, that's construction. And company that I was building for, I age 30, you know, fast forward, um, uh, you know, three years later, I was building a lot of work for other people, but 95% of my work, construction work, was building for one company, and that company collapsed, and I collapsed with them. Because in construction, you got to do something, then you send them an invoice. And if you put a concrete slab and send somebody an invoice for $40,000, and they even bust, what are you going to do? You can't pick the fucking slab up, slab and sell it to somebody else. So at age 30, when that person collapsed, I collapsed with them. So all the hard work, everything that I built so strongly over 12 years from age 18 to age 30 collapsed. But I started with one home, you know, working seven days a week, physical work, so I can save for deposit, build one house, and still do physical work while I was building other two. And, you know, you, you work, I was doing physical work that I was making enough money out of developments that I didn't have to anymore. And then age 30, when I lost everything, started blaming everybody because it's their fault why I went under, why I failed. So you became you became bitter in the fact of, you, oh, know. you know. I had Ferraris, Lamborghinis in my 20s. When I lost everything age 30, I was riding a $200 scooter with a fucking red helmet on it. Yeah. That's how bad it was. When I, when I lost everything, blaming them because they screwed me, which they did, but I let them. I looked at myself in the mirror and I said, you have two options. Option one is put your head down and cry about it and beat yourself up and and what then? Or get up, keep moving forward. Everything that has happened to you was a training for what's going to happen in the future. Take advantage of the knowledge that, that you gained a meal during your 20s and keep moving forward. And I said, fuck it. I failed. I'm on the bottom now. There's only one way up. And that's when I created Never Give Up Company, NGU. And at age 30, I went back and started physical work again till I saved enough to build one house, then build two and build three. And how long was it? How long was the, uh, how long was the time frame between you going back to work at 30 and being able to build your first house again? Uh, within two years. Because I, I'm a bulldog when I work, I fucking work, right? Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I build a smaller house, not like now. My last, let's, I'll give you my last five homes. Um, I just built one house, I sold it for three and a half million. I built one house, I sold it for four. I built one house, I sold it for 3.2. I built one, another one, sold it for over four. Another one, I sold it over two. You know, I, I just did one subdivision, um, you know, seven million, and I'm doing one now. It's going to be fucking over 20. and... But everything starts from beginning, man. It's not it's not where I am now. But I had the strength of a fucking tiger to keep fighting. And that's something that people lose when they get burned, when they lose. They they, they get scared. They they like a fucking They go into preservation mode. Yeah, instead of saying, Well fuck it, let's get up and keep going again because what do you gotta lose, man, besides time? And you know what? I started this interview, I started drinking water. And I treat my life like a glass of water, right? And then I finish my water. And that's like life. Yeah. You know, if you're only going to live 80 years. 
So it's like water. More you drink it and more time passes, less is left. And now he just gave me another glass of water. Well, unfortunately, in life, we don't have that opportunity. When the life is finished at age 80, we don't have opportunity to live again. So while we are on this fucking planet, we got to give it all. Love. Get up. Keep moving forward. Give your best. Keep things simple. Just live, man. Just, just keep things simple and just fucking live life on your fucking terms. Don't be friends with people so, you know, so they can like you. Don't, don't, do, don't live your life for others. Live it for yourself. People that like you, they will like you. People that don't, they fucking won't. Move on. You know, just be free. I, mate, honestly, it's powerful exactly what you're saying there because so many people that listen to this, that listen to other podcasts, that go through life that I know personally, me, myself in the past, probably you as well, I mean, especially when you're on that bike, you're perhaps worried about what I've, at that particular point, you're perhaps worried about the fact of, you know, I've gone from driving this Lamborghini. And you know what? I actually never did. When I lost everything, don't forget, in my 20s, I fucking had all the cars you can imagine, Ferraris, Lamborghinis, whatever. But let me tell you this. When I lost everything, I purchased a red scooter, 50cc, some fucking Italian Vespa, I purchased it for $200 and including that was a red fucking girly helmet and one day I'm riding it and next to me there were guys in Mercedes that I knew they were laughing at me and I kept my fucking head up. I was riding that fucking $200 scooter. It was like a fucking Ferrari. Not fast, just with pride. I kept my fucking head up I carried, that's something that I had within me all my life. I carried myself with the dignity and the strength when I had money, when I had no money, and the same way fucking today. How did you learn and, and instill that much self-respect within yourself? What do you, what you, know, do you, what do you think the, the key to getting that, that self-belief, that self-respect? Because so many people lose that, Emil. Like so many it's, people it's, lose and, that. Correct. And when they lose it, who is to blame? Themselves. So, but what? But 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 you've ne- but you've never lost yours. I had I had that built within me from a young fucking age. You do know you, what? Do you not think though that we all have that built in? It's just whether it's activated or not. Well, what stops you from activating it? This is this is. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to find out how you've kept that activated. Well, because choice is here, Emil. You can be miserable, fuck, beat yourself up, hide, or fuck it, live. It's yeah. not like somebody's going to punch you in the face. They can try. You fucking hit back. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's simple as that. What do you got to lose, man? Besides, keep your fucking head up. Keep going again. You start a business. Mate of mine, Albos, he sold a company car advice for over $60 million. He fell 17 fucking times before he made business successful time yeah, number he's, 18. He's got another he's got another car site set up now, isn't he? He's got a company called Car Expert. Yeah, that's who's right. Who's doing absolutely phenomenal. Um, uh, you know, the, the thing is, you know, he kept going again every time and fail and keep his head up and keep moving forward. So what? You try something, doesn't work, keep trying again and again and again and again and again and again till it fucking works. Otherwise, you're going to be depressed, miserable, and lock yourself in a room and fucking cry. Fuck that. Life is only one. Leave it. And how long did you go 
through through this journey where you just where you just all in on one company before you pivoted because I know I want to talk to you about because you're big on media I didn't realize how big you were into media and social media and everything like that that yes. you were doing until we discussed it before the podcast and I and I was fucking mind blown with the pages that you've got and all this other stuff that you've built all this other infrastructure you've built out yes. how how long was it did you did you focus on the one get the one to the right position and then hand that off and then go into another very good question. I always suggest to anybody when they start, some people will start one business, yeah, and then another another idea come to them, and they start something else. They start getting distracted, but they never establish their first business to the point where it can run itself. Yeah. So with me, I always suggest to anybody, and this is what I have done: when you start one business, you set up that business that is running itself smoothly profitable you don't have to be too much time in it you can just observe it and then gives you time to do something else don't start five things at once and not give everything 100 percent um uh, so with me you know it didn't take long because i move fast some businesses i some i started a media business not that not so i can make money out of it i started media business to support all of my other companies yeah yeah you know i mean i yeah. started you know a law firm to protect everything, <coughs> all my companies that I own. Somebody wants to sue us, fucking great. Get in a line. I've got my bulldogs here. They'll eat your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So certain businesses have started to complement, you know, like Tesla as a car. Yeah. You know, Tesla, people just see Tesla as a car. But part of Tesla, you know, there's a little screw, there's a tire, there's a fucking battery, there's a million other parts yeah, 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 that yeah. are making Tesla <coughs> stand, stand out. And same thing, you know, my media company was out there just to, focus on marketing of my own companies right now our media company does work for everybody else we have clients now all over all over australia that we do work for um a step at a time you don't you know baby doesn't start running when it's when it comes out of you know mom's belly starts crawling first yeah and starts slowly walking <coughs> hit itself in the fucking head every time he sees a corner before he starts running and same goes with the business. Establish one thing extremely well before you jump into something else. Would you always build it yourself or would you ever think about acquiring a media? Say, so like when you, when you had the choice to, 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 when you thought to yourself, okay, we need a media company, could, couldn't you have just acquired a media company and plugged it straight in? It was already built. Would that have been more, would that have been easier, cheaper or, you know, as, or what, what's your opinion on that? Or, or you can, or you can find extremely talented people, give them cut out of the cake, and get them to think on your behalf and be creative. So that's that's essentially what you do. So you you basically. I do. just look for smarter people than me, man. Yeah, yeah. In any business that I have, I look for people that are smarter than me. And trust me, I have a lot of biggest problem that a lot of people have. They think they know it all. With me, I know fuck all. My strength is employing people that are smarter and more capable than me. Let them think on my behalf. Me as a business owner, I will be one benefiting from that in the end anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, how do you structure that when you're doing that? Do you do you bring do you bring them in on, on as part of like the equity? So they've they've got an ownership they, of it. They get approve it. Me and you don't know each other, right? Yeah. Let's say I start working for you. Why would yeah. you give me equity till I prove to you that I'm worth? Yeah. Well, your time. But but what but what I'm saying is the opportunity for them in that business is to earn a piece of it. One hundred percent. And they have to prove to me that they're capable enough to sustain in the business every single day before yeah. doors open to them wider. 
Yeah, and then when you give them a, and then when you, and then when they have the opportunity to buy a piece, once they've got an invested interest, they'll work even more beyond that. So just a perpetual oh, absolutely. thing. Absolutely, business is not for everybody either. You know, some people they just love what they do, and there's nothing wrong with that either. Yeah, you know, business is not for everybody. You know, we all have a different personalities and different strengths. We all can take so much. You know, if it makes you, you know, um, happy to be a singer and earn. $2,000 a month by singing in some pub called Hilly Billies in fucking whatever. Do yeah. that. Do whatever makes you happy. Money is fucking evil if you're a miserable fuck. But money is spectacular if you're a happy person, if you're doing what you love and, you know, it can give you luxuries um, uh, in, in life. Um, but, if, you know, if you're an unhappy person, it means nothing. You, you, know, you obviously know a lot of people with abundant wealth, right? Yes. Yes, my did, phone did, is um, is worth a lot of money because of the context that I have. Yeah, and what do you, do you, on a percentage term for the people that you know with the abundant wealth that we're t- you know these people that were fifty, sixty, hundred mil beyond, yes. right? I mean, I know you know a guy worth four billion as well. I, I got a few billionaire yeah. friends. <laughs> do, do you find? That, that happiness has come with their business growth because that's who you've surrounded yourself with? Or do you find that some of these fuckers are miserable as fuck, even with all this money? Um, look, to be honest, most self-made wealthy people, most of them that I know, yeah. um, or most of them that I, that I like to talk to, are good people and they're happy people and they are self-made that's so that's that's the key differentiator here. So when you eat shit for thirty, forty years and, and you you know, you can be worth a billion dollars and you know, I I met one guy, you know, guy's worth five billion dollars and I had a conversation with him, he was fishing from his fifty million dollar yacht. Yeah. He was fishing literally middle of the Gold Coast here. There yeah. was a fifty million dollar yacht parked there and guys literally fishing. Zero fucks given. He's smiling as fuck. He can buy fucking shark and pretend that he caught it you know what i mean and guys just you know most of these people are very happy because they've done everything themselves um uh, and they're self-made but they are miserable people as well you know i do know people that are very wealthy they're just miserable fucks and they choose to do that they fault do you think do you think that that feeling comes from the fact that they were given a bit of a head start in life no 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 were these self-made as well Ah, uh, look, you know, to be honest, um, um, money's got nothing to do with happiness. There are people that are happy with money. There are people that are happy with no money. And same thing when you when you're wealthy, you know. And like a friend of mine would say, um, um, he said, "Fuck, I was I was much happier when I was, you know, worth let's say ten million dollars because you only had maybe twenty staff. Now he's got a company with two thousand staff, two thousand children." So. I guess I guess the key thing then that I've learned from you saying that is the fact of you've got you've got to reverse engineer what you want it to look like for yourself. Oh, I, I can look. People ask me how wealthy do you want to be in business? Yeah, there's no number. I just want to be happy with my journey. Am I going to be worth billion or ten or five? I don't fucking know. I just, you know, I got no competition to compete with the number, but boy, do I have a competition to bring best out of me every day I do. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and, and that's really the key driver with just you. just want to be it? happy, man. After this, I'm going to go for a beautiful lunch. Then later, 
I'm gonna go play some blackjack in casino. <laughs> Not that I gamble, but if I'm, I'm, you know, if I'm staying in casino, might as well fucking, you know, do a bit of gambling. You you might have to restart your life again in your forties <laughs> after the casino trip. I, I don't recommend casino, but look, I would, I'll play for for fun for thirty minutes and then I'm gone. If if there was some advice you've got to give to the people listening to this, then of how to structure their life so that they can win moving forward. What kind of what kind of things would you put? Because I noticed that you said, you know, stay away from the drink, stay away from the drugs, stay away from the stay away from smoking. any young person that is sitting and is twenty, for example, is old or eighteen, and he's got fifty years ahead of him. I would say to him, buddy, nothing in life will come easy. That's given. So be prepared. Be prepared. Nothing in life will come easy to you. Keep things simple. You will fucking fail many times. You will cry. You will succeed. You're going to work hard. But life is worth living and give it all. Drop the mic. Simple as that. Simple as that. Just give it all. Just give, give it all. Give it all you've got, which is exactly what I'm doing with this. Exactly what I'm doing with this. You know what I mean? I'm just giving it all. Give like, it all. Simple as that. And if you think you're going to get rich overnight, might as well go back to your mother's vagina because <laughs> that will not fucking happen. <laughs> Mate, I wasn't expecting you to say that. <laughs> uh, that's that, man. Yeah, that's don't, that. don't be a pussy is basically what he's saying. Give don't, it all. Don't be a pussy. Give no. it all. Do you know what I mean? Let's talk cars. I want to talk cars with you. I love cars. Yeah. I do, I, 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 because. Mate. I love cars, but advice for anybody, you only buy them when you have enough money to fucking throw. Okay. 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 Tell me this then. Tell me this before we start about cars, because I really want to go into your car collection. But if I was, okay, not me. If 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 you were going to say to say to anyone listening to this about buying cars, right? Yes. And Lambos, what are Lambos here? Five hundred. Um, uh, how much are they worth? Yeah, they're worth well, it? all depends what you get. The one that I purchased yesterday, if somebody told me this, they wouldn't believe it. Um, uh, one that I purchased yesterday, not that I'm bragging about it. That's the that's the actually price of it. One million two hundred and twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, okay. I've just, I've just seen the receipt on it. And that's my little signature. <laughs> so it all okay, depends which okay, Lambo you okay, want to buy. Okay, okay, okay then. Okay, this then. specific one that I purchased, there's only 250 in the world. That is So this, this is, a, this is. let's just get, the first thing I want to get straight is you bought that because that's going to appreciate in value, right? I bought it because I love cars. I didn't give a fuck if it goes up or down in value. Right, okay. That's cool. the honest truth. And, and I, I wanted to get this car. How much net worth does someone have to have in your opinion, to buy the $1.2 million car? <laughs> if I tell you the answer to that, you're going to know how much money I'm worth. So no, no, be no, careful no. to answer this question. No, 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 no. no. But, uh, look, to be, to be honest, no, if min- some, minimum. Just if, somebody, minimum. if somebody wants to buy a $500,000 car, they should be worth at least, at least $10 million. Right, okay. At least $10 million. If somebody wants to buy half a million dollar car, First of all, they should never fucking take a loan for it. They should buy it out outright. Otherwise, you don't own that car. It's owned by your fucking bank. So don't don't tell your friends you own that car. You don't. 
you're just fucking renting it. Um, uh, anybody buys a half a million dollar, you know, uh, normal see, Lamborghini see, Huracan should have at least $10 million net worth. So, okay, $10 million net worth, and you're saying pay 500, 500 cash for the car. Correct. Right. Now, I presume there's a psychological reason for that because you, you in your head want to know that you could not only own that another 20, 19 times. Yes. But you've, you, 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 when you say to someone that you own that Lamborghini, you fucking own the Lamborghini. Oh, yes, man. And even my, my, um, uh, you know, uh, last year, for example, um, um, I purchased a brand spanking new Ferrari F8 and Franco from Ferrari Brisbane has sold it to me and he knows I transferred him the money. And then I bought a, and I can say this on fucking loud and clear on your camera. And last year I also bought a brand new Bentley. Um, uh, not brand new, actually, at 3,000 kilometers on. Let me take that back. Um, whatever the cost of the car was, money was transferred. No loans. And now my favorite car that I just purchased with no loans is a fucking Ram TRX. It's a $300,000 truck. That's a cool car. So, uh- See, I've never heard of someone like yourself who I've actually well, I've heard of a few of them in England, but not in Australia. I've not heard of someone in Australia that buys those high-end cars, like the cars that you're talking about, rare as fuck cars too, for cash. But, well, if you have to borrow money, that means you can't afford it. Simple, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> but but a lot of them, but a lot of wealthy people. Will le- leverage will be like, oh, my money could be doing something else in an asset that pays me money, so that I'll cover the cost of the loan. Uh, look, I just want to hear. I just want to get it, your opinion. It, with on me it. is, I'm old fashioned when it comes to spending money in cars. I simply wanted to buy it when I can afford it, and I never wanted to leverage myself enough that I have to borrow money for the car. If I have to borrow money for the car, so you can utilize that money for something else, that means I am just leveraging the fuck out of myself. Uh, I am not interested in that. It, it just so happens I agree with you because my Aldi, it, it, my Aldi downstairs is cash. I, I'll pay for that cash because because I don't want to. I don't want. Ca- I think car finance is fucking suicidal because I, I, it, it just doesn't. Any, any finance is suicidal unless it makes you money. Yeah, this and this is what I was trying to get at, Emil. Right, I was trying to say, look, if you've got one point two two million cash in a car, right? Yes. But 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 I know from what you're doing and from the real estate that you're doing, that yes. you could put that 1.2 million to a piece of real estate, cash yes. flow it right, yes, so that it's generating you more revenue than than to cover the cost of the I car. I already right? have I already have 20 times that in real estate anyway. <laughs> What's the difference? Right, okay, 20, so, 21. So, yeah, but if I only had if I only had two million dollars, would I spend 1.2 million cash on the car? Fuck no. You know, I would use that for business. But would I be buying $1.2 million car? No, I would yeah. be buying a $50,000 car. Yeah, and this, is what, and this is what a lot of people are doing. Because how many people, if we looked over that balcony right now, outside on the Gold Coast, how many people are driving around in 100000 to $150,000 cars that haven't got $1.5 million in the bank? 99% or- of them. 99% of the people outside here are living beyond their means. They're living from fucking paycheck to paycheck, from invoice to invoice. That's humans. Yeah. We all want to have yeah. what we can't fucking afford. Stupid. Yeah. So do, do you see So do you see Australia's economy collapsing? No. There's no such a thing as a collapse. It doesn't exist. You know why? We are living in a, such a fast-paced life. Everything is accessible. Me and you can spend billion dollars in 10 minutes. Of our phone. Yeah. You can buy anything. You can buy a fucking private jet of our phone. Yeah. 
So everything is so, we are living such a fast-paced life. Even if economy collapsed, it's going to recover within three months. Last year, economy collapsed. When COVID hit, property market shit itself. Four, five months later, went back up again. So even if economy does crash next year, it's going to get up again six to 12 months maximum. So what? Yeah. Just yeah. be financially in position that you're not leveraged too much if you collapsed. For all, nothing wrong economy collapsing. Make sure you fucking cash up that you can get yourself a good deal, whatever business you are in. What what in terms of in terms of in terms of cash on the sidelines? Yes. What obviously in percentage terms, what what percentage should people have on the sidelines? Like in terms of like said have got like X amount invested in real estate, they've paid for their car cash, you know, how much money should they have? Should they have three months? Should they have six months? Should they have twelve month runway? You Look, I, mean? I I am a I'm as much as I'm aggressive in the growth of anything that I do, I'm a, such a believer that you should always have that cushion and money, the seats there does nothing for what my grandmother say for rainy day. Yeah, yeah. You know, if economy collapses tomorrow, if I don't sell, if my companies don't sell anything in real estate, I'll just play fucking golf and wait for the economy to recover and I keep going again. How long could you play golf for and wait? Very fucking long time. I'd be a lot more great than I am now. <laughs> I might even go bald. <laughs> Fuck you now, join the club. <laughs> no, I like it because it just it just gives people a true understanding of exactly, you know, what what's up. Correct. Because because that Ferrari that you've got, how many of them are there in Australia? Uh, I don't know, maybe 30, 40. 30, 40 Ferraris in Australia yeah. that, like that, right? And and I did see on Instagram you said, yeah, and this is the cleanest one of all of them. Like, <laughs> it like- I look, to be honest, um, I, I drive it. Like Ferrari that I, when I bought it, within 11 months, I put 16,000 kilometers on it. Have you got it downstairs? No, I came. I came with an Uber. Because I'm, <laughs> you know why? I tell you, you why I came. I tell you why I, I came in an Uber. You. I tell you why I came in an Uber. He's, he's got four, he's got he's got about fucking eight million dollars <laughs> worth of cars. And he came in an Uber. No, 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 no. I'll tell you why. I tell you why I came in an Uber because I'm staying in um I'm staying in casino. I'm staying in a hotel, and I came with my truck. Yeah, I just got. I love this Ram TRX. This is not a commercial for them. But it's the best fucking car out there. I love it more than Ferrari ten times or Lamborghini. It's a really cool truck. It's got 702 horsepower. It's massive. It's bulky. It's fucking big. You can't park it anywhere. Yeah. So I came to casino, gave it valet, and they can't even park it downstairs because the is too big. So they had to leave it in front. And I was about to leave. And I was like, fuck, how can I actually park it where you are? So I said, okay, I'm just going to leave it and catch a Uber. Fuck yeah! I, 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 I was hoping you say you're gonna. No, 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 Uber I gonna, man. I, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna put, I was gonna put a post of you on the Ferrari at, <laughs> on, on, on the old Instagram. Came literally in an Uber um, because the truck was too big to drive. Um, to, to actually, it's just shit to park anyway. Literally disaster, but I love it. So, and then, and then, mate, having having the ability to come from Croatia at 16 years old and then to say you own one of the top Ferraris in Australia and there's only 30 of them is fucking phenomenal. Well, what's, what's actually more cool, talk of cars, the Lamborghini Avantador Ultime that I just purchased, there's only 250 of them in the world being made. I was very fortunate and lucky to be allowed to have a location to buy one because I think you have to be invited to buy them. How many of those are going to be in Australia? I think there's only about 
three or four max yeah. because there's only 250. It's the last V12 Lamborghini ever built. Last V12. After that, they're going electric, and there's 250 Spiders um, convertibles. And um, I'm very lucky and fortunate that I that I um, uh, I got allocation and I specced it and um, uh, I I designed it exactly the way I wanted in the colors scheme that I wanted to have it and and I'm so excited. Should be here. That car should be here in about April to May. Am I right in thinking when when it comes down to you and cars, especially the kind of cars that you're buying, that you're never selling them? Or you'd never... Oh, you'd I sell them. I, I, I'll, it all depends. Like my truck right now, I reckon this one car will never sell. I love it too much. Cars, um, uh, uh, it all depends how unique they are. Um, the one that I would 100% keep is the Lamborghini that I'm getting because there's only 250 of them in the world. I'll keep that one because it's so... But, but everything else is for sale. Oh, it's not for sale. If I get tired of it, I just sell it and buy something else. Yeah. And I bet you don't lose much money at that end of the that end of the scale, do you? I'm not in the business of making money in cars. No, so no. When but I sell, but when I sell, I do my ass. <laughs> really? Not much, but look. I, and I understand it. When I buy it, I don't make. I don't buy cars to make money on them. I buy them, you know, because I enjoy it, and that's it. Is there is there's a business benefit though to owning a car, owning cars like the kind of cars you, you buy though? It is a talk. I, I wish I can say no, but yes, it does. Because unfortunately, we are living in a fucked up world where people are judging you based on the book, based on the cover of the book. You know, I always say, don't judge people, you know, based on what you see on the cover. Um, uh, but unfortunately, people do judge you based on the cars, and 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 a lot of people want to do business with you because you have this, those cars. Those people, I'm not worried. But what's really beneficial if you buy a Lamborghini or Ferrari or Bentley? You are, you know, if I go for a drive, I would go, like with, with my Ferrari, I would go for a drive with other 10 Ferrari owners. And they're all, none, most of them are self-made business people. Yeah. So they all have a journey, story so, to so share you, and so, so, you, so you're basically buying uh, a membership to a club where you can, where you can, you can talk with like-minded people who I are do, also I doing do, big I shit. do a lot of business with those people now. Yeah, 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 yeah. My, my, so actually, I, the, actually truth is, the truth is, like even my Ferrari, you know. You've I, never I, done I, your I ass have, on a car, have you? I, I, have, I have made, my Ferrari cost me over $600,000. I made at least $2.5 million out of it in the last 18 months. Yeah, this is, what I'm, this is what I'm trying to get to, is the fact that you, you said at the start of that that you've done your ass on the car. I'm, I'm trying to say I don't think you are. Uh, yeah, uh, in that aspect, yes, I do make a lot uh, of money on cars. Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. And that's what, I was trying to, that's what I was trying to get the audience to understand, is the fact that well, I spoke to Sam, who's, who, who's Fortify, who owns Fortify Games um, in, in Dubai, right? And he's just bought a Lamborghini and he lives and he, and he, and he's bought a property in a certain part of Dubai and he lives in a block with like 12, 24, all penthouses. And his mindset is the reason I live in a penthouse, the pe- one of the penthouses of the 24 in, in a private building rather than live in a building where I'm the penthouse and there's all these three, four yes, beds yes. underneath. He said, because the people that I'm surrounded by, I know the entry price to that building is six and a half million US, right? The entry price to that building. So everyone who who who, who lives there is, potent, is is potentially in my network, and I can do business with them. Plus all the cars that roll in. So it's like it's 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 he's, he's got he's got a point, you know. There's, yeah. there's no question asked. But look, end of the, but that, to, to be honest with you, um, I I don't buy cars so I can network. I buy them 
because I enjoy them. Network is a bonus. Yeah. That's the way I see it. And I don't I, buy them so I can just do business with people. If I don't like cars, I wouldn't fucking buy one. No, it's it's the same for him. He wouldn't live in that building if he didn't want to live in that building. He, wouldn't, he wouldn't buy the car if he didn't Correct. want to live in a car. But I just think that if you're going to get a byproduct of something, the networking is a, is a phenomenal byproduct. Oh, and massive. That, and, I, and I personally believe that the cars that you've got have probably paid for themselves in deals. 100%. Like 10 times over probably. 100%. What's the next for you in regards to like, are you going more into the property development side now again? Because I know... Massively. Um, look, to, to be honest, um, uh, next few years, we are definitely focused on growing a real estate company. We are opening another four offices now. So we're going to end up having 14, 15 real estate offices. you've got 200 office. staff, haven't you? Yeah, plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, more. Um, uh, so we're going to be opening more real estate offices. We are definitely growing our property development company and we'll just go as, you know, we just cruise. We just keep going as we feel that we need to go. You know, sometimes we, we, we push harder. Sometimes we put a handbrake, you know, because life is moving so fast. Now you gotta be, you're going to have your, you got to pay attention to, to, to everything you do every single day. Yeah. How, how big are we going to go next 12 months? You know, our target is to hit $100 million in property development over the next 12 to 18 months. Um, uh, but if you do $50 million or 30 we do 30 then. Who cares? Yeah. Keep going. I, I think you'll do more than $100 mil. Oh, well, personally. We'll give, we'll give it a go, but we don't, you know, I don't put pressure on myself. I just keep going as I feel fit. And sometimes I have many deals in a go, sometimes less and it doesn't matter. I still wake up in the morning by feeling great. Still play golf. I played golf this morning. Um, uh, and I do things that I want to do. How much am I going to do, you know, billion dollars worth of developments in five years or ten years? Possibly. Am I, do I have to? No. <laughs> I just keep smiling. Do you, do you look at any other types of investments? I mean, yes. Do you, do you, I mean, because obviously, I know you, I know you're in. I know you're in. Obviously, like you're probably in commercial. You're probably in residential. You, you're in property development. You have got a media company and all that stuff. And your businesses. I get. I get all that. I love learning. Look, but any business that I get myself involved in, I like to learn about it first before I put a dollar in it. Are you Are you looking into anything like cryptos or anything like that? Look, um, I am a big fan of businesses I can control. Yeah. Is there money in crypto? You know, the funny thing is I have a lot of good friends that are making a lot of money out of crypto. I said to them, guys, I'm going to learn crypto from basics. They said, what do you mean? I'm going to put $5,000 in crypto. And I did three days ago. And I checked it this morning. Now it's $5,051. So I'm up 50 bucks. <laughs> yeah, what did you buy? I don't even fucking know. Bitcoin is one of them. I bought literally 10 of them. And I was doing... Um, I, I research. I, I got a lot of people that are a lot of friends that are into it, and I asked them, um, "What should I buy?" So I bought it for fuck of it, just to see what crypto is all about. Am I going to go heavily in crypto? I don't think so. Um, uh, I have established my business in a position that is doing well. Every company that we have is profitable, and I'm in control of it. Crypto, I'm not. I'm investing money into. Somebody, the, the the world controlling it. It's out of my control if it's going to go yeah. up or down tomorrow. Is there money in crypto? Fucking earth it is. The entire world is going that way. Am I going to get heavier into it? Time will tell. I can't speak too much I, about it. I think what will end up happening with you 
over time you'll allocate a percentage of your of your of your cash war chest time to, will, to, to bitcoin potentially potentially time will tell but at the same time when i put you know 16 and a half million dollars this year put into real estate i can tell you that it will not fucking go backwards yeah yeah if it does it might go backwards for one year but long term it won't it's a it's a physical asset and it's better than cash in the bank crypto it has possibility um, have opportunity to go up in value a lot more but it can also crash and am i going to put percentage possibly tell me about all the bet the best advantages in real estate the type of real estate you buy and why it's a good buy i'm focused on residential we all need a roof above our head simple as that but talk to me about the the tax advantages and 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 the the breaks and all that stuff and the way that i look everything that that i do i i I run it through through my companies you know um uh, so So the comp so so comp you always buy property via company as via company vehicle 100 percent. unless it's a personal property you know that could be different so no trust no bullshit just no 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 i all i got different trust and companies you know um, my net is is big now because you got so many different businesses. So there's a multiple companies, trusts, and um, uh, um, one thing that anybody wants to you know when they're starting, it is very crucial to get a great structure, advice from a accountant and a lawyer, and and I have um, um, a great team of people that you know structure everything properly that we are protected. Yeah, because <laughs> this is this is where a lot of people get their, a lot of people own stuff personally. And it's and it's and potentially I, I don't know whether you agree with this, but owning stuff personally is probably probably the way that you're most exposed. Well, uh, look to be honest, um, um, uh, you're hundred percent correct there. You know, if somebody wants to sue you, you got live assets that they can attack, right? Yeah. yeah. So you know, but you live and learn. You, you know, advice is 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 the best money spent if you're getting a right advice. Yeah. yeah. And that could be from lawyers, accountants, from a friend who did it before or whatever. But you got to get yourself out there and ask. Yeah, you gotta you gotta gotta get the right information, guys, 'cause I'm I I know from, I know from I know that you're you're I know that you'd be structured right. Now but, I am in twenties I wasn't. But <laughs> you this, live and learn. this is what I'm getting at, right? When when you were when you were in your twenties, right, and when yes. you lost that money, yes, was a lot of that stuff tied to you on a personal basis? Yes, massively. Right. This is what I'm trying to get to. So because yes. so, I really want the audience to understand this. Oh, because and, and that's why that's why because the reason the the reason the reason why you got completely fucked, right, is because it all fell as your personal assets. One hundred percent. And to be honest, um. I didn't have, um, uh, I have an amazing family, an amazing father, yeah. but my dad worked for somebody all his life. I didn't have yeah. a father who had a massive business that can guide me. My guidance was me just climbing the fucking mountain and every yeah. now and then rock falls on your fucking head. Yeah. And what I, w- what I want to make abundantly clear on this, on this podcast for the people that are fucking still here listening is, is one thing that I've, that I've learned and that you've learned the fucking hard way. Get get advice on this, but but it, you're actually you, your best. The best thing is not to own anything personally. You want to own as few things personally as possible. But look, definitely, if you want to start a business, definitely get a great advice from right people. But you know what, champ? Even if you make mistakes and fuck up, great work for trying, man. Get up again and keep yeah, doing yeah, it again. Yeah, yeah. So what? You yeah. don't have things structured. You middle of it. You middle of mess, and you fucked up, and you lost money. Get up, keep going, and never give up. 
that's that. And I, yeah, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And I just wanted to make sure that, that we shared with the audience exactly why that it cost you as much as it cost you. A hundred percent. And it was all down to the, to all down. It wasn't just down to people owing you money. It was the way it was structured on the back end. Correct. And oh, that's that, one part. And, 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 and that's the nuance that that most podcasts knowledge might, uh, knowledge is the, a powerful thing man the, 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 yeah but if 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 we just left it and didn't put that in the new that that that's that's one major piece that people are missing oh 100% to be honest uh, it, it, you know bigger your business grows yeah. you definitely need to surround yourself with the right people that yeah. will give you the right advice yeah the right people the right advice build the right team it's you, what you the way that you're building your business and the way that you're structuring it his is exactly similar to similar to lots of top entrepreneurs, but one one that sticks out is like Gary Vaynerchuk, right? He built he he builds everything that he needs to grow his personal brand in businesses. Like he'll he'll start a marketing agency for other people, so he's got a marketing agency for his own stuff. He'll start this and he'll do this and he'll do this and he'll plug it in, and everything feeds off everything else, which oh, is absolutely. what you've which is what you've built. But you know, it takes time to learn. Um, about it, you know, you, you know, it, it didn't start like this. You know what I mean? If you were get, if, if for the people out there that, that are like sat there right now thinking, fucking hell, like this is inspiring. I want to get out there and start fucking getting after it myself. Would would the first thing that you point them in the direction of is sales as a as a as a job to get them into into business? All depends on the personality. Sales is not for everybody. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, everybody's different. We all have a different talent. Some people they can't be salespeople. I, I don't, don't care what people say yeah. that you can you can train them, teach them. No, you can't. If you don't have that built within you, it's not for everybody. And that doesn't it doesn't mean that you have to be a good salesman to be running a business. You can employ salespeople. You know what I mean? Um, uh, a lot of people are employable, but your character is not. The reason the reason why I mentioned sales is because when I went from 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 being a carpenter. Sales was the pivot that changed my life. Oh, you always will be when you have your business. You're always in sales. You got to, you got to whatever, whatever the fuck you have, you need to sell it, right? Um, uh, but you got to focus on your strength. That's one thing I would say. So really, so really, like go go in depth into what your strengths are and lean into those. Is what, is what you're saying. So I know you. I know we've got to go, and I know we've got to wrap up because he's, he's, he's giving me the look. Saying he's giving me the he's giving me the look. No, saying, no, no. Only 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 thing is um. I have arranged a lunch for one o'clock. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up. But if there's one, if, okay, if if you've got a checkout tomorrow, Emil, yeah, and you you, you can't you, you can't leave none of the real estate, none of the cars, or anything like that. If you've got to leave <coughs> one piece of golden advice for the audience today that that you wish that someone had left you, what would it be? I will leave you with something different. You could go for it. <sighs> A lot of people that are listening to this, they have families. Could be two small children or people that are close to them. Yeah. Question that I would ask them, if you die today, would people that are around you be okay? They're going to be sad because you're fucking dead, right? Yeah. But if you have two small children and you don't have a house paid off, you don't have a safe school for them, whatever, your family would be affected. So I always ask myself, if I died 10 years ago, I would be fucking pissed off in heaven or hell wherever I fucking end up because I know that people that are close to me are not looked after. But if I die today, a lot of people that are close to me, they can, they're going to be okay. 
Yeah. Money is not everything, but my nephew and nieces, they can have a great school. And my mom and dad, I retired my dad, you know, this year. He never has to work again. Every week I give him fucking money so he can just, you know, enjoy life. So if I, if you die today, would people around you be okay? Because if somebody's got a wife and three children that are under the age of 10, and, you know, and if, if there's no paycheck coming, you know, his wife will struggle and his kids will struggle and... Well, if the end says your family wouldn't be okay, well, fucking do something about it. Do you know what? That, that, that is the most powerful way that I've, I've heard it put. Because it's all about asking what you want for other people in your life. Which, it, which, which, which ultimately, guys, it's never... It, it, it has to be about you, but it has to be bigger than you at the same time. Fuck you when you have people around you. So life is much more than just you. you yeah, to, yeah, You have to give back um, uh, as well. I'm going to take a photo so we can, we can put it on my social media. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're doing the photo live on the podcast, guys. But, mate, I just want to say thank you so much for... Pleasure, man. Thank you so much for distilling this knowledge and wisdom on, mate. We'll you do it again in a few years' time, and you're bigger than Joshua again. I reckon I'll be. I reckon I'll be doing all right. I reckon. I know I'll you doing, are. I, know, I, I reckon. I reckon we got. We got. We got a good. We got a good thing going on there. But I just want to say thank you again for your time. Pleasure, man. Dropping the Pleasure. knowledge, dropping the wisdom, guys. Do me a solid favor, right? Share this across all your social media. Drop a comment on the YouTube. Send me an, a meal, a, a message on Instagram. I'll we'll, I'll tag him up. I'll I'll put the real estate company in the bio as well. I'll put all that stuff there. Just do do us a solid favor. The, the only cost to entry to listening to this kind of knowledge that I bring here and distill. The only cost to entry that I that I want to place on this podcast because I don't I don't want to put fucking ads on it. The only cost to entry is the fact that I want you to put this in as many other people's ears who it will help and kick up the ass as possible. Right, that's 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 all I want from you guys. So if you could do that, I'd appreciate it. Anyway, that's us. Much love. Boom. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the Frankie Lee podcast.